Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, the show about our current world and everything within it. My name is Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK and I'm joined by my wonderful friend and co-host over in the USA, it's Felicia Jones. Hey Paul, how you doing? I'm alright, thank you, not too bad, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm okay, I'm cold because it's not spring here yet. You don't yeah. get spring, do you? I thought we decided you go winter, summer. Yeah, we go winter up until like May and then boom, summer. Winter, spring, summer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's going to be the longest month ever. Well, we have daylight still. It's 7.30 in the evening here and it's still Ooh. light. So now it's Ooh. all it's all fancy. Um, but uh, some people are starting to go on holiday, vacation for the Easter holidays. And so I think it would be a good time to talk about travel and bring along this edition of Human Exhaust Me, the travel special. Oh yes, let's do our travel special. But first we do have to make the announcement about our second time nomination for Podcast of the World. <sighs> I was not planning to discuss it. I'm really oh, salty about it. But we have to, we have to because we didn't win. We did not win. Can you believe it? I, I know. You know, and we, I mean, we lost to the New York Times. Boom. Again. Yeah. Boom. You know, Seriously. that, in, that independent, Times. that small independent podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. The small independent podcast of the New York Times. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not bothering. I'm, I'm not bothering with uh, awards. We know how good we are. Yeah. Oh, we should get some more awards. I will run this nomination thing for a while until we get a new one. But yeah, thanks okay. for everyone who did vote for us. Thank yeah. you so very much. And that was fun. And um, maybe one day we'll win something. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. if uh, if the market isn't overcrowded by podcasts with lots of money and big production. Yeah, and just like Drake said at the Grammys in Vegas to kick off our travel show, he said, "You know, you already have people who are already listening to you, so you already won." That's a nice while he way was, to look at it. Yeah, while he was picking up his Grammy, but you know. <laughs> Uh, when we found out that we didn't win, uh, I think I think it would be fair to say that certainly I, at least, did not do my best smile face at the camera and pretend I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. That's okay. I mean, this is all about emotions. You know, yeah. the 2020s are about emotions, so why not? Yeah, I'm just being authentic. I'm really not yes. happy about it. <laughs> be authentic. Because two years in a row, we didn't win against the independent small podcast of the New York Times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what one of my children said? What? They said it's because they've got Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Bribes. It's a bribe. Yeah. <laughs> they bribe for votes. So That's anyway. okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's okay. But I'm excited about our travel show. We're going to go to some amazing destinations with i don't know if they're tourist spots but yeah we're gonna start there i think yeah. it's gonna be great well let's let's start by whether or not we can actually get there because here in the uk uh if you're looking to travel uh you pretty much can't get anywhere at the moment uh Why? Two, two reasons um the obviously we're an island so we if we want to go anywhere outside of the uk we have to either get on a boat or we have to get on a plane or or technically you know you can get on a train if you're going um, through the channel <laughs> tunnel, but that's like one thing. Um, yeah. Now, the uh, one of the big ferry operators here, P&O Ferries, recently sacked 800 of its workforce wow. so that they could recruit cheaper agency staff 
um, and pay them less than the minimum wage. So um, the government is not happy, rightly so. People are not happy about this and they are not allowing them to sail because the agency staff don't have the experience um, and they aren't passing various safety checks. So you can't leave by some boats. So that's a problem. And if you want to travel by air, then it's worth knowing that due to the amount of COVID in the UK, which incidentally is at record levels right now, even though we have no restrictions, there are no staff to fly the planes or to steward the planes. And so there are hundreds of uh, flights being cancelled every day. But the pandemic is over. It it is. It's it's just a minor issue to do with staffing. It's you know it's just okay. You know, it's not pandemic related, obviously. Well, you guys got some problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You got the some problems, and you got yeah. I hopefully the people uh, running the boats and ferries they know where they're going because you know last time you know there were some boats out of Europe. Y'all went the wrong way. Mm. But, you know, yeah, yeah. So. We so yeah, so you can't here. you can't actually get anywhere, but you, you you know let's 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 look at some of the places that are in the news that we could potentially travel to. Uh, do you want to start off with the Grammys? Yeah, let's start Vegas. Well, yeah, uh, Vegas. A whole bunch of rock stars in Vegas, and Vegas has been fairly free for a while. I really don't know who won at the at the Grammys because I think the music we listen to doesn't get onto the the regular show. It's like the awards the day before you know, ad- adult contemporary uh, categories. But um, our favorite boy band, BTS, lost for the second year in a row. So they understand how we feel. They do. They understand. I mean, they lost to Lady Gaga one time and Tony Bennett. So it's like, uh. no, I think it's Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. And this time they lost to uh, Doja Cat and SZA. I don't know the last one. And Doja Cat is the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and (laughs) outside of that, I think Silk Sonic won. And I don't know anybody else because the Grammys is not my age range anymore. Oh, is it not? Are you out of touch? I'm I'm employed and out of touch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And nothing kicked off, I assume. No slappage. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of sniffing going on afterwards and the detoxifying yoga sessions happened the next day, but nothing on camera. Okay. Boring then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Boring. The Grammys have always been kind of boring, but you know. Oh, well, hot pink was the color, but you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people had fun in Vegas and yeah. So that's a nice little stop if you are wanting to go and gamble. And for those F1 fans, F1 is coming to Vegas and they're going to race on the strip. It's like, so yeah, it's going to be epic video game. Uh, So 2023 (laughs) Thanksgiving weekend, Vegas on the strip. Yeah, that's cool. It it is pretty cool. It's going to look so like a video game. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, Hmm. so um, yeah, a lot of things going in Vegas and you know, what happens in Vegas, it really does stay in Vegas because (laughs) you're going to be so embarrassed with all the things you end up doing in Vegas. (laughs) I've never been. It looks oh. terribly tacky to me. It's, it's, it's tacky and amazing at the same time. Okay. Because it's like, okay, there's every concert here, every food item. And then, of course, it is, you know, I remember a few years where they tried to make Vegas like family friendly. And it's like, oh, no, 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 please don't. Oh, is it? Please don't take your kids to Vegas. It is 
it is you can pretend like it's family friendly but it ain't, there ain't nothing family friendly about vegas it's adults doing all kinds of adult things okay here's a question i've never been and i'm not mm -hmm. asking because i'm planning a trip based on this conversation but i'm aware of the gambling i'm aware of the concerts what else are we talking are we talking like sex work and stuff like that goes on yeah that's oh. lightweight yeah oh, sex lightweight. Work is lightweight yeah you can like pull up the yellow pages and just go you know give give me a last you know, start with an alphabet and you yeah it's advertised in the in the, in the yellow pages um, you have people standing on the street passing out cards of people that you can go and, you know, call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are billboards with cars that drive around advertising <laughs> all the things. So oh, okay, yeah, it is. Um, it is. It is. I mean, people like to say an adult Disneyland, but it's like it, it's Sin City for a reason. But oh. it's a it's a fun place, but it's only good for about three days because after three days, you just want to shower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So we've been to Vegas. Where, okay. where should we go next? Oh, we should go to Hawaii because the thing that's kicking off is revenge travel. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what revenge travel is, but it is the people who behaved and didn't go anywhere during the pandemic. Now they have cash to spend. And it seems like everybody's trying to do revenge travel. Um, South Koreans who are now able to fly out um are now like heading to hawaii because uh, hawaii is very popular with um the asian countries that way okay um over there and yeah so hawaii is getting like filled with tons of tourists now because they got hit really bad um during uh COVID. a lot of people lost their jobs but now we have this weird thing because Hawaiians don't want people to come there because there's a water shortage and they want to hold on to their culture. And yeah, it's kind of like they made money off of tourists and they hate the tourists at the same time over mm. there. That's, yeah. I, I believe that's quite common with really touristy places, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling it's like to we hate you, but we need your money. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the, I don't get what the revenge bit is. I don't know who, I think it's just a PR term. You, okay. You know, you're in marketing, you know how that works. Yeah, but, but I, I most think... <laughs> marketing is bollocks though, so. <laughs> well, here you go. I think it's just the the people who, um, you know, it's the rush to travel now. Right. You know, now that there's freedom to move around, everybody's just rushing to spend all the money and everybody's spending epically. And I was looking at Hawaii and the hotels, hotels, my gosh, hotels are so expensive right now. It's crazy. Because everyone's rushing, I guess. I, I actually think they raised the price because they could. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, I'm seeing capitalism. Like, yeah, it's like cheap hotels. It's like, seriously, a Fairfield Inn, you're at 250 a night. Like, please, the bed books are, no, it's not worth it. But yeah, so travel is up. So anybody who has points, you might want to start using them because I'm pretty sure um, points never rise with inflation. Amazing how that works. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> funny that. I never really thought about that. Okay, so Hawaii revenge travel. So we've done that. I think we should continue going, going west. Let's um, on our Where little list of our itinerary and our world tour is uh, Shanghai. Let's talk Shanghai. Oh yeah, Shanghai is on lockdown, so you're not going there. So you have to do <laughs> virtual travel. Um, Shanghai, you know, China is so committed to zero COVID, even mm. though COVID doesn't exist. You know. They are very committed to zero COVID and they had almost 90 cities on lockdown a couple of weeks, weeks ago. And Shanghai is, is on lockdown 
and it's becoming very problematic because Shanghai is like one of the biggest ports in the world. Like stuff, all the things go through Shanghai. So they are shut down, work is shut down, and they try to lightly do this thing of locking people at work. So just imagine, Paul, you go into the office and they were like, oh, somebody in that building has um, COVID. So everybody gets to stay in that building. What? Yeah, they were doing that and they did it at schools and things like that um, because they were trying not to lock down whole cities again. But, you know, that didn't work out. So now we have um, cities on lockdown. The military is policing and um, there is no traffic like nobody's going anywhere. You cannot leave your house. And they did an interview, um, and this was in Financial Times, for those of you who are subscribers, you can go read the whole article. But they were interviewing one of the volunteers, and you know, the guy was like, yeah, we aren't volunteering because we want to give back. This was the only way to get out of the house mm. and not go crazy. So they volunteered to go and do these things, and they test everybody every day, wow. even though you can't leave your house. So. Hmm. So a couple of things I think on that. Firstly, mm -hmm. I like there will be people. Imagine like being <laughs> locked down at work. There will be people that you don't like at work. You know. I mean, that you I, I read with. I read about this a, a few months ago where they were locking people down, and it was just like, well, I was about to leave, and next thing you know, you have to call your family to rearrange yeah. everything. And if I mean, con, just what if you took your little sandwich to work? How are you going to feed yourself? Yeah. Exactly. But I think they do come in and kind of feed you and stuff. But that does suck. Like that you get sucks. stuck at work. I mean, how, like... how many places of work have like sleeping <laughs> facilities? Mine does it. Mine's like a concrete floor. Well, they probably bring in bedding and stuff for you. If Ugh. they're going to lock you down, they got to bring in stuff. But that does suck because now, like, are you supposed to still work? Yeah. God. Well, suppose you say <laughs> you were you were ill. I mean, your boss would be quite keen on you working there, wouldn't he? Or well, how? yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Do you still work? Do you still get paid? And mm. what? And they were locking down people at school. So the kids were at school, too, which kind of sucks for parents. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But well, yeah. at this mm. point now, everybody is stuck inside in Shanghai. I haven't read the latest update if they've released people, but it, it's very eye opening that China continues to be committed to zero COVID and um, and it is starting to have issues with business owners, businesses. Uh, we will start to feel the effects because the ports aren't open and business is not happening. Um, so so not only do we have a pandemic of a disease that doesn't exist, um, depending on who you talk to, uh, but inflation has kicked in, you know, uh, labor issues. And, you know, now goods and goods and goods are kind of like roaming around in the water. So. Yeah. yeah, don't be surprised if more things start to get more expensive. Yeah. I have to say, I have drawn the conclusion that the way forward is to only buy things that exist on this island, which <laughs> basically involves potatoes um, and certain cars, but they probably can't get the car parts in. So um, it's it's just not worth buying other things. I think maybe we can deal with wool we have quite a lot of sheep here I mean, in the uk so going we back can to knit your things. roots right That's i think so let's let's just work in a sort of medieval kind of lifestyle <laughs> we've got trees and forests we've got sheep which we can survive on we've got the wool for our clothing um we've got a healthy do dose of racism so yeah you know that's that's like days of old 
um, oh. as well. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably... The monarch is going to make a comeback, so there you go. Well, or her um, her favourite son, who is desperately trying to re- rehabilitate himself into public life, it seems. Oh, the, the, ped- the pedophile? You said it, not me. The alleged pedophile who is a real pedophile, but okay. the, the 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 person who paid off. Oh, oh, sorry, accuser. sorry. Yeah, he's not a pedophile. He is a person who participated in sex trafficking of underage females. Okay, but, def- but definitely didn't because, um, you know, yeah. he 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 paid to confirm. Yeah, that he didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah, he, he's trying to rehabilitate rehabilitate himself into society. Some of society is not really having it. Um, but there was a there was an event last week where a, a church service Thanksgiving memorial thing for Prince Philip and he walked her uh, down the the aisle. Now some people Ooh. are actually saying um, that that's helpful because uh, she is basically immobile and so yeah. they didn't. But did just the wanna... church like catch on fire though? No, 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 oh, nothing, wow. nothing like that. Just just yet. Oh, we've made a slight detour into London there, which was unexpected. It's colonizing that's, for that's Shanghai. But um, if we just actually, just while we're talking about COVID, just as an aside, this is uh-huh. how I know it's it's over here. So where I live, there's a big testing center and there has been for two years. Uh-huh. I drove home tonight from work and noticed it had gone <laughs> just like yeah. that. They've been shutting them down here too. So it's, um, yeah, you're kind of, I guess you're on your own now. Yeah, maybe? well, China's on its own, it seems. So uh, I don't know what, what, what's going on there but uh pff, they're dealing with something that doesn't exist and it's probably just a human rights issue let's face it yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's going on so where are we going to next well let's keep on the human rights um and general violence issue let's continue to go we're going to talk about the united states <laughs> oh sorry uh no 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 um let's swing by the town of Bucha in ukraine for a second does it does it still exist it 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 seemingly does exist not okay. much of it exists and, and there's a lot of these cities that we're seeing now in the news if if it's to be believed because the russian media and russian politicians say it's all fake news well which... because that was it was just a special operation this is not a war it's not a war according to russia yeah. and putin yeah, and it's. Do you know what's really quite interesting is that mm-hmm. there are elements that I discover with the war in Ukraine, where I go, mm, "That's quite an interesting alternative perspective uh-huh. to what we're told." <laughs> and I'm not saying that what we're told is a lie, um, but I think it's always healthy to have alternative views as long as they're not like you know QAnon and 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 things like that. It's just it's <laughs> interesting to see different perspectives. Like I know you and I were talking about the Azov Brigade uh-huh. um, being incorporated into the, the Ukrainian army. And I, I think it's not that disputable that they are neo-Nazi in yeah. their, their, their views. So and not just like we're calling them Nazis, they really are. Yeah, they, they, they generally are. And, and so sometimes the things that Russia says, actually, you, you can look at and go, well, it's not that they have a point, but... There are there are elements of truth in what they're saying that that allows them to go. Oh yeah, no, this is the this is the fact. I mean, but all lies have an element of truth, right? Good point. (laughs) Good point. 
So um, there's obviously continuing devastation in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, the civilians are quite clearly being targeted. There is absolutely no way that Russia can get away with saying they only target military um, targets. It's just yeah. not that, that stopped true. weeks ago. <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks ago. But now what we see uh, with a retreat of Russian forces, just to you know consolidate on the special operation, definitely not because mm-hmm. Ukraine have been defeated, uh, Ukraine are sort of, pushing them back definitely not um but the russians are retreating and what they're leaving in their wake is absolutely obscene we are seeing dead civilians civilians with hands tied behind their back naked uh ukrainian civilians being massacred mass graves uh bodies in the street stories of rape and murder uh, and just horrendous atrocity that it's I, I think this part of war is always the most disturbing but you could you could see it in Zelensky's face when he was filmed mm-hmm. inspecting what was going on but I found it really difficult to see I mean, war is gross I mean it really is mm. and there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing nice about it. And I think, I don't know. I, it, I, I think to me, whenever we're talking about war or invading or special operations, it, we try to stay at this big high level, but all of this goes with it and it's not good. None of it is good. When you unleash people to just be kind of evil, I guess that's what it is when, you know, you just give a, a, a red, a green light to just do whatever you want with all the weapons that you have and there will be no punishment for it. So, mm. so now the thing is, you know, and of course Ukraine is not a tourist hotspot right now. Um, I'm not sure what's going on in Russia, but it all comes down to what do you do with Russia? What do you do with Putin? Because you can't just say, oops, my bad. And then invite them back to the, the G eights and all that kind of stuff anymore. No. And this this situation is is going to it's it's going to mean generations before people of Ukraine and people of Russia are going to be on speaking terms. There there, yeah. there is no way that I think. Well, I mean, Putin can potentially succeed because Putin can eventually win the war and find a way to topple the government and uh, force his force his way in but then it's occupation and and, and i just can't see that um that that ends well for for russia long term but no where i think the question is where does the west go from here at what point does the west say actually enough is enough do, do does the west stand by does it will it take the general populations of Western countries to say, actually, we demand that our governments get involved because we are now prepared to suffer the consequences of it. Is that likely in today's world? I'm not sure it is. I I really don't know. I don't know what you do about this because, I mean, I know Biden got in trouble for saying that he, that Putin can't stay, but he was saying what everybody else has been saying on, on, on the WhatsApp messenger, but it's true. He can't stay. Otherwise, you you've just given a pass for somebody to be horrific. I, I I don't know. And then with the rise of 
uh, also in the Financial Times, the rise of these authoritarian type um, leaders. I, I think if I'm right, if we jump over to Hungary, they just elected another one that's kind of in line with the Putins and yeah. Trumps of the world. Victor Orban. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do about, you know, Putin and then also send a message to these guys, you know, like, hey, we understand, you know, people may like, you know, having somebody who's very direct, but um, history has shown over and over again, authoritarian leaders always lead their countries into war, mm. always. And it never, it never ends well for anyone. One of the things that I've uh, seen, so I don't know if you have what's going on in Pakistan, but um, traditionally, Russia and before that, the Soviet Union were on very friendly terms with India, supplying India with uh, weapons in yeah. a, a, and, and defense in, in terms of its, its uh, arch enemy, Pakistan. Um, and of course, Pakistan and India are both nuclear powers now. But um, there was a vote of no confidence scheduled for Pakistan. Imran Khan, the prime minister of Pakistan, that was ruled um, to not be unconstitutional. And so he's decided to call an election. Now, that's quite an interesting gambit because I think what he's going for now is, well, let's have an election. Let's win the election. I think he's betting on on winning it and being more authoritarian. That's where I think this is going. And that's actually really quite dangerous for the whole Pakistan-India situation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and India is supporting Russia at this point. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. But I think that Pakistan also has... Uh, intentions of of being supported by Russia or Russia could very easily kind of get involved <laughs> in that situation maybe act as mediators try and get back in favor in the world stage to stop that uh cracking off and maybe that's what Putin sees as as one of his strategies but I, I just think that Imran Khan is thinking do you know what authoritarianism is the way to go on this and and you can see world leaders going I'll have a bit of this it, that seems to, it seems to be the hot thing for these old guys who want to go back to, you know, when they were young or something. Mm. And all this stuff is going on. And um, we, we actually need to take a detour back to North Korea. We haven't really been paying attention to what's going on in North Korea. And I'm not sure if last week you saw the trailer of uh, <laughs> Kim Jong-un. Uh, am I right? Is it Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il? I, Kim I Jong -un. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His little 80s, you know top gun montage to that big missile thing that they launched um it, it's almost like they're like hey you, you guys forgot about me we have a missile let's launch it and um <laughs> it's, it's it's getting it's getting a little i don't know what to think and I, yeah i don't know what to think with all that's going on now but that was a crazy trailer well can i is it wrong to say i quite i quite enjoyed it <laughs> because it would, it would, it made like, so for those of us that work in marketing, it's a good case study. Cause I think there are things in there where you go, do you know what guys, we could, we could create something like this. Like, this is, this is, this has got, this has got social media vibes all over it. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. it's very, it's very now. Right. It's so very so, everybody loves the eighties. That's the problem. Everybody's liking the eighties <laughs> and that's why we are in this, this problem. Um, and I have to tell you about what we did last night. That is very eighties themed. But yeah, oh man, that that trailer. So how are you going to use the trailer, Paul? Oh well, I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to use it as a case study. Yeah, it you was. Know? 
it was it was fascinating watching it. I, Central I, character, good opening, big budget, nice. It, it very very much a throwback. Yeah, and you didn't know if it was real. Like, is this real? And then it's like, oh my gosh, this is real. And that missile, though, um, I forgot how how far that missile could go, but that's problematic at the same time as well. Of course, yeah. And um, and I'm always curious who is building these things. <laughs> Who has the time and the money? I mean, these weapons that they've been unloading, like what Russia, they've been showing like these these weapon profiles. It's scary that somebody has the brain power to come up with that stuff. And it's scary that people buy it. Then it's even more scary that they use it. Mm -mm. I don't know. Mm. So it's whew. all willy waving. A phrase I think we have used on this show before. <laughs> yes. All a bunch of men peeing on each other. What will be uh, quite interesting, and in, uh, I think it might even be next week, certainly in April, is the French presidential election and the sort of second round runoff, which I think is going to be between Macron and Marine Le Pen, who is the far right leader, but she is a woman. She lost She lost last time. Yeah. She right? lost last time. Yeah. But it's much closer, apparently, this time. Oof. Now, I think the general vibe is that, that Macron will win in the end, but that it will be closer than people expected. But... You know, we've had upsets before, uh, Brexit. I mean, maybe the Russians are um, not interfering as much because they've got other things on at the moment. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's to Macron's advantage. But um, another thing to think about this war, by the way, is is the ramping up of cyber war there. Oh, um, yeah. That is as, a thing now. Yeah. As, as uh, you know, the traditional military action stumbles a little, um, that the cyber attacks are on the rise and that maybe we will end up in a, a bigger phase of that. But who who knows? But, um, I, I, you know, it continues to be a problem, Ukraine, obviously. And like I say, uh, the, the absolute horrific stuff that's going on there is, is something that I'm sure we will return back to as that continues, because I still think yeah. it's going to go on for a lot longer. I don't think this is it, being resolved anytime soon. Yeah, they thought it was three days. It's been almost a yeah. month now. This yeah. is kind of crazy. So where are we where are we going now? So is there anywhere else to go that's not batshit crazy? No, there's not anywhere okay. that's batshit crazy because like it's all batshit crazy. Let's let's <laughs> face it. But I'm um, just picking up on a news story which I saw on Twitter. Maybe one of our well, there's in fact there's two destinations that I think we could refer to. Um let's they're both sort of British related, but um I think we could nip to Rwanda uh, okay. for a, for a news story where basically it's referred to in the Times as Britain outsourcing its migrants to Rwanda. And uh, the the story goes that... Wait a minute, you're outsourcing <laughs> your migrants? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. 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 obviously, obviously, remember, you are welcome to be a refugee in the UK if you are white. Mm -hmm. But if you are black <laughs> or brown, you are not to be welcomed. And in fact, you are now to be... Uh, moved to Rwanda okay. so that you can be processed and then it, det it it being decided whether or not you can be here. Guess what the answer will be? What? Yeah. Now, we've tried this before, apparently, to offshore the processing of migrants to Albania and to Ghana. But that did How not did that work out. That did not work out. That did not uh, that did not fly. So it you would guys, be. You guys have a history of just getting rid of people. I mean, the United States and then uh, Australia, you, you just get rid of like, yeah. we don't like you, leave. 
None. <laughs> you don't like dealing. You know, I think as a nation, you guys need some therapy on learning how to deal with confrontation. I am, I am minded to agree. <laughs> I'm reading a very interesting book at the moment, which uh, I think we can talk about in another episode because I'm, I'm trying to get my head around it. But, but I think you're essentially right. We, we don't deal with things very well and we like to off, we like to outsource our problems uh, or you know, offload our problems somewhere else so we don't have to think about it. Let's put people away in Rwanda this time. Question is, like, how much is that costing? Like, we must be paying, you know, third it, countries... How- a lot. Yeah, but how did, what, did, what are they think is going to happen? I don't I, know. And I don't know about Ghana and Albania. I'm, I'm Now I got to go look it up to see exactly how did that work out. And I mean, the last time the United States, if I'm correct, and I, you know, anyone listening who's a historian, the only thing I know of when they tried to um, get rid of people out of the United States is um, kind of right after slavery, where they tried to send black people back to Africa. Um, and that was back to Liberia and they've always had like civil wars because, mm. you know, people took what they knew from America and established it there. And the folks already, they're like, like, wait a minute, like, who are you people? And, um, but they've always had issues. So that's what I would assume is going to happen mm. in some of these countries. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I just, I just still find it bizarre that we're going, Hey, we'll pay you 350 pounds um if you're from ukraine but you other people uh will ship you to rwanda yeah that you know what and and i'm pretty certain there oh yeah there's so many issues with that you know i'm pretty sure they're not saying it's racism they're just europeans um but (laughs) but if we know how this works, we have displaced people and let's talk about young guys. And just like you said, what is going to be the the relations between young Ukrainian guys, Russians and everybody else. And, and now they're displaced, can't go home. Last time I've checked anybody who can't go home, especially they're young and fired up. That usually causes problems. Not mm-hmm. saying that this always happens, but it kind of always happens. Yeah. <laughs> especially if they it's, don't feel be- that they belong somewhere it, 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 exactly it's, it's it's you know storing up all sorts of issues that that eventually come to the fore one way or another yeah and i and what i've read about um immigrants um who've been in the uk at least here in the united states we make it very blatant we don't want you um, but you can stay <laughs> and if you start making money then you're cool but uh-huh. um from what i've somebody i knew who migrated their family had to migrate to the uk it was like everybody's welcome but it's always so when are you leaving you know right yeah, yeah. it's like oh thank you oh we're glad you're here but when are you going and like mm-hmm. sitting out the newspaper here's some jobs back in your old country um because you know you guys don't like to deal with confrontation very no. well at no, least no, no, here that's right. we just don't like you like <laughs> look you know we'll let you in but you know we're gonna pretend like you don't exist until you start making money yeah that's a good observation actually about how we would <laughs> how we would deal with things okay so that's that's rwanda final place that i've got here which i didn't uh, we didn't plan for but Uh-oh. um not too far away is the falkland islands um it is 40 years since the uk went to war with argentina over some islands in the south atlantic um now question Why are you guys over there leave well, I think that's a very good question that you that you raise. Um, now, 
yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I did watch a YouTube video on it because obviously that's when you get your information on. <laughs> um, but actually, I watched it with my fourteen-year-old who wanted to learn a bit more about it, and you know, so there are some good history sort of summaries on YouTube, which are very interesting. Um, wow. And the, the, let's not go into the history of the Falkland Islands because actually some of it is still controversial and there's the whole colonialism thing that goes along with it. But what I find yeah. interesting is quite clearly, and I think this is a, a fact, um, the vast majority, like 99.7% of people on the island want to remain as part of a, a British colony um as far as i know there are very few people who aren't white on that island i don't think it was particularly inhabited before i don't know but there's not a bunch of british people there yeah 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 so my view on a lot of these things is you know the people who live there should decide what they want to do right if they if you if you're jamaican and you want to become a republic absolutely go ahead brilliant you're in control of your own destiny so in the same way if the falkland (laughs) island people say do you know what it's called schnerthville and uh, we want to um, well, have who Dave. That, who told them that they could come? Well, I don't, I don't think so the people that are there did not come. The people that were there, I guess, were born there. I mean, now they were, but it's just like in the beginning, like who? It's like we get to decide. It's one of those weird things. Okay, yes, they should decide what they want to do. But in the beginning, it's like, well, nobody really invited you. I don't here. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that there was anyone there to invite them there. It's like really remote, right? So they just showed up and took some other country's piece of land. I don't well, <laughs> it depends what you mean by other country because I don't like at, at one point I don't think anyone lived there at all. Like I don't think like um native um peoples lived there or anything like that. I, I, that's I might be wrong there. We'll see in the Department of Corrections next week. But to my knowledge, I don't think anyone was there originally apart Uh, from then settlers. So did people (sighs) even know it existed? I I don't know. Regardless, regardless, right? We are, we are where we are, but it's, it's 40 years and it's stirring up a few emotions about what happened, why it happened. And of course, a lot of the veterans are still alive. Unlike many from say the second world war or earlier conflicts um and of course there's a big war going on at the moment so you know there's all the feels there about uh the military and the army and aggression um and the war started the focus war started because uh the argentinian junta dictatorship decided to invade the islands to try and reclaim it so yeah, you know there's a question so there about invasion weird. and aggression and well Humans exhaust us. You know what? You know what? Somebody back in the day should have done what they're doing to all these Russian oligarchs. They should have taken your yachts away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you wouldn't start all these issues. Like, we just come here and plant a flag. This is ours. And it's like, okay. Oh, this this book that I'm reading is called White Debt. And uh, it's a relatively new book, actually. And it's. Book club. Yeah. Well, I think we might have to start one. But the. I'm only two chapters in. It's taking quite a lot to process the information mm-hmm. about what was happening and what we did. And it's definitely, this book is definitely like giving me stuff that I did not know. So that's good. So yeah. we should, we should talk about that at some point in the future when I've like worked everything out. Um, okay. But yeah, but I think that concludes our world tour. 
our travel I special. Um, it's been an interesting tour. Uh, it has been, and everybody should go on vacation now. Just for revenge. Just for revenge. I'm going to Kansas City. I don't know if that's revenge. But, you know. <laughs> well, if there's anywhere that you, dear listener, feel that we've missed that we should talk about for maybe a follow up to the travel special or if you've got your own experiences of traveling in this area, why not send us some information on Instagram and tell us your own experiences and maybe yeah. we can share some of that. Um, maybe we could do a, a special live episode from one of these places. Not feeling Ukraine right now, but maybe we could go to Vegas or um, <laughs> maybe maybe Shanghai when it's open. Who knows? Or a lovely retreat in Mexico. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Until then, if you are traveling, do continue to stay safe. I hope that you actually have a flight or a boat or wherever it is. Remember, yes. COVID doesn't exist, so you don't have to do anything. Um, yeah. And uh, take us with you in your ears. And whilst you're bored on the plane, leave us a five-star review if you wouldn't mind. I know. And we know that there are many options for you to listen to podcasts, but we thank you for choosing ours. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. See ya. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.